0: All right, we're here. Welcome to episode 30 of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know, and we'll do our best to change that. You can stay up to date on Versus Mike History by subscribing to our newsletter. And for any further information, go to versusmikehistory.com. One thing I think that artists have to do to help blow this society up is to understand it, the history of this society you know, very clearly and lay that out in a revolutionary way. And I think too often, um, you know, artists are so busy dealing with their subjective, you know, dealing with something unrelated to the objective reality of, you know, everybody's objective reality, that they don't do that. And uh, I think, you know, just like Shakespeare, for instance, when he laid out his history, you know, history of England, all them kings, Richard did this and Henry did this and all of them plays, actually laying out the history, that's what we have to do. We have to lay out the history of this country, you know what I mean? How it got to be this way, and what it's going to take to change it. Yeah. Triple L. My mic sound good. Believe it or not. Fly, Come. The only way I can heal. Yeah, you know how I feel. You know I always keep it well. I know how I feel. Four nice I ain't nobody deal. We was moving, I ain't know about the pills. You don't know about bills. This life is real, you don't know about the fear. My man got life, I told him chill and just try to appear. They think this money make it all good. How? Things change. Spent too much time in the hood now, I know I could get killed. I'm in and out of it like a robbery. Might stop for a mill. Streets tricky, the way they did Nipsey shit shocked me for real. I'm seeing demons in my sleep, she got me plotting to kill. Stay quiet and diamonds coming. This is yo, 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 yo. Family Family, family, family. We are here once again for another episode of Versus Mike History. Whew. It's been a long weekend for me. Um, I've been booked and busy. I've had a lot of things to uh, get done. I had an interview on Friday and Saturday. So, um, And I got a lot of stuff coming up as well. So it's it's a lot going on. It's a lot of things to be completed and to be done. But we are here. We are in good spirits. And let's go ahead and get started. So at the top of the top, we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, some shout outs. So first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to the homie Twan Don on the release of his project, uh, God Complex. Shout out to you, bro. I didn't get a chance to listen to your project yet, but I'm definitely going to give it a listen. And, um, you know, we can set up some shit where we sit down and talk about it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Deny Towson, a.k.a. Retro Soul on Instagram, Retro Soul underscore underscore, I believe it is. And I just want to give a shout out to her because she was so kind to let allow me to use the clips that she posts on her page, which are um, pretty dope, like. Uh, black empowerment and um, different black leaders speaking on different things and that was a Mary Baraka you heard in the beginning of the episode and I got that from her page so shout out to her and um, I wanted to give a shout out to the homegirl Kahina for launching her uh, self care page Um, I'll link that in the description of the podcast so shout out to you guys and um, let's keep up the love and positivity and um, I would like for you guys to send in um, shout outs for your people as well, so I can read those off, so send me those in, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get those off in future episodes. Okay, so for um for topics today, I wanted to start with the Agro Festival that I covered on Saturday, so like I told you guys last week, um, I had the pleasure of conducting an interview with Tobias Fox of Newark Science and Sustainability at um, a friend of mine, Bilal's uh, Urban Garden in Newark, um, Janon Grafton. And this interview, I mean, this event in totality was put together incredibly. Um, There were black-owned products everywhere. There was a giveaway of book bags for the youth. There was um, a black owned detergent brand and a black owned cold juice press and a black yoga instructor, and everything was organic and genuine. And it was a really great event to bring the community to get together and to bring some awareness on urban farming. And I was very appreciative to be a part of this process and to be a part of this, um, type of production because it just brings enrichment to my community. And I think that more people in black communities should be aware of urban farming and getting those healthy foods into their communities because, um, you know, predominantly black communities could be food deserts and food deserts are places where um nutrition doesn't really exist so you got a bunch of liquor stores and Chinese food restaurants and chicken shacks and things like that and even though I I don't want to necessarily knock those types of places there just has to be a variety there has to be options healthier options that people can choose to go to and those aren't always available to us and that's why that event was so important to me so I just wanted to give a shout out to my brother Bilal one time um and I didn't really want that to be a part of the shout outs because the shout outs is kind of a, a, a touch and go type of situation. And I'll get into some Black, excell- black Excellence as well. Um, so I want to get into Telfar Clemens winning the Accessories Designer of the Year award for the tel- tel- Telfar bags. I, um, I myself have copped the Telfar bag, it hasn't come yet. I was part of the whole um, pre order gang. So that'll be coming towards the end of the year, and I think that um, I'm gonna make that the the next giveaway, for the for the show. So um, that's not the full scope of it, but I'll just give you guys the scoop on that for right now. But shout out to Telfar Clemens, um, Black Excellence, uh, some more Black Excellence. We got Kirby John Raymond. Um, winning the American Menswear Designer of the Year award for Pierre Moss. So shout out to these gentlemen because um obviously black people are at the center stage of society and culture and not just um in hip hop or in music we're like everywhere. It's it's awesome and I love to see it. Um I'm going to move on to some fashion though and talk about how Anwar Carrots released his uh, collaboration with Crocs and not only did it sell out, which shout out to him because, you know, that's incredibly dope. Like I've always been um, a fan of him, even when uh, the carrots brand was peas and carrots and I was running around with our future. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's great to see how far he's come as a designer. But I think that this whole reseller uh, resellers market uh, or resellers era that we're living in is kind of killing our releases and our our designers, our black designers. Um, I would well, I don't want to say killing, but it's putting a damper on the excellence that we're putting together that we're crafting. Um, that we're putting so much hard work into, like, there's no reason why this man should, um, it's no reason why this man had the opportunity to be able to work with Crocs and put together a dope design and even, uh, help with the promotion and release this product. And now this it's, it's being resold on StockX and other platforms for 300 dollars and three and i've seen the most the most expensive one that i saw was a thousand dollars and that's pretty that's pretty outrageous it's pretty ridiculous um protect black designers at all cost because it's crazy out here the resellers market and the thing about reselling is that it's classist i hate to get all political but like y'all know what y'all come in here for y'all come in here for the real shit it's classist like, you you tell me the concept of one person buying 200 of one thing just so they can resell it back to the people who didn't get an opportunity to buy it the first time at a higher price doesn't sound crazy to you? Like, I, I understand trying to turn a profit and, you know, getting a bank for your buck off of something that's been overhyped by some large corporation or something like that. But this is not that, really. Like... Crocs isn't putting their full force behind this release. We know about this because we're fans of this black designer who resides within our culture. This is not some huge, you know, but whatever. I don't want to stay on this for too long. It's just that it bothers me that black designers, because Telfar had the same issue um, with his drops and it's, you know, whatever but I don't, I'm not going to stay on it for too long. Let me get on and move on to some new music. So there's a bunch of new stuff that, um, dropped, but, uh, this isn't a music podcast. So (laughs) I'm not here to tell you about all the brand new releases. I'll just tell you about the things that I like. Um, I know that Anderson Pack he dropped a single with Rick Ross that was really dope. I was gonna use it as the intro to the podcast, but I'm going with Davie's because Davie's album is pretty good. Um, I know people like to shit on him because uh, he's not as consistent as most people would like him to be, but I think that his album is dope, and I'm always rooting for a New York artist. And for an artist who seems to have a good head on his shoulders and who's taking advantage of opportunities that are around him. So yeah. But anyway, back to the point. Anderson Pack, he dropped a record, um, with Rick Ross and Busta Rhymes, he dropped two records. He dropped one with Anderson Pack and he dropped one with Trippy Red. And they're both dope. Um I respect the fact that I love the fact that, um, Busta can just like survive and excel in modern times with modern artists. Like, you would, I mean, I don't know. It's not something that would be at the top of your mind, but um, Trippy Red and Busta Rhymes having sounds that could blend together is not something that most people would assume would work just off rip, but it works. And him and Anderson Pack are both eclectic enough to make some type of genius happen in the studio, so that's a given. Um, what else do we have? Um, I think that there is something else. I can't remember. Oh, there is a um. And an album by Thelonious Monk that dropped uh, Palo Alto that I've been jamming at. I've been really into jazz lately. I don't know if I said that earlier in earlier episodes of the podcast, but I've really been getting into jazz, and I've been in my old man bag. Um, Wiz Khalifa. Oh, not Wiz Khalifa, but uh, Smoke Dizza. He dropped a record with uh, Wiz Khalifa and Currency and who else, and Big Crit, and Girl Talk, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm a fan of those guys, so shout out to them, and uh, go ahead and check that out, Action Bronson has a record with uh, Mayhem and Hologram called Mongolia, that one's pretty cool, Oh, uh, Mayhem Lauren, excuse me, uh, Ruby Rose and K-Camp, got a nice little bop, uh, and... Masego has this song called Passport, which is pretty cool. Uh, Oh, Rhapsody. Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. Rhapsody is a generational gem. She is so nice. Like, her flows, her bars, she's just incredible, man. Like, uh, I really just have to give it up for her sometimes because uh, she, she doesn't get acknowledged enough in terms of how great of a lyricist she is. And she doesn't need a hit record for me to acknowledge her. And I think that more artists should be recognized for their raw talent rather than for whether or not they can provide you with a hit record. But that's just me getting into a change in me getting in my my old hip hop bag. Um, I haven't really heard anything else oh the justin bieber and chance look this is what i'll say justin bieber he dropped a track called holy with chance the rapper and even though i haven't really been the biggest fan of chance um as of recent i really do like his his verse on that song um it gives me like christian vibes but like like backdoor christian vibes like it's like it's supposed to be pushed as uh, a romantic record but it's really a christian record but Regardless of the fact, um, it doesn't sound bad. It's just Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper and um, getting into their, you know, uh, spiritual bag. And uh, if those guys want to go there, then so be it. But, I mean, I'm all for quality rather than um, anything else. And I guess I'll just end the music segment with this guy because he continues to blow my mind. Um... This gentleman just released a single uh, to a very anticipated album that I am looking forward to. And I'm just going to go ahead and play some of this song because I want to hear it right now. Drop the roof and let the smoke clear Drop the roof and let the smoke clear I got diamonds doing see slice in both days Dice rolling on the Las Vegas strip tonight This guy Brent slipped that on him oh, he, he, he has a formula and like I'm excited for him because I'm a lover boy he's independent like he does everything on his own already And he's found it he's found the formula and This step If I catch you not it's going this way it get crazy you can do what you wanna live, you wanna spin, what you wanna be who you wanna be. You can do what you wanna live, you wanna spin, what you wanna be who you wanna be. I'm i k I'ma kill it there. But yeah man, Brent, ugh, Brent's my guy. Like I I can't I can't give him enough praise. Um I'm disappointed that I came up on him late. And by late, I just mean that like the project before fuck the world. I heard um before fuck the world came out, but like his sound just didn't sit well with me. Like I just it didn't lock in well with me. Um I didn't hate it. And I didn't shit on it. It just something. It was just something that it was something about him as an artist that I liked, but that wouldn't let allow me to help uh, click with his music. And then fuck the world dropped, and that kind of changed everything. Um, really, it was the singles before because it just showed that he was clearly moving into moving upwards in terms of quality for his. Uh, for the direction that he wanted to take his music, but man, that guy's good. And now with this post fuck the world, like this guy's good, this guy's really good. And I'm excited to see um, the type of expanded content and the type of heightened content that he proves, that he provides on his new album. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it for for music and um i guess yeah we'll stop there okay um i guess i'll go ahead and talk about the main topic of this episode which is um Kanye and um all the stuff that he's been going on about on Twitter for the past i guess week right there's been at least a week straight of tweets and uh or whatever you would call whatever he's doing on social media but all in all i'll summarize it as kanye going on social media to speak about ownership and getting the masters, getting his masters, and everyone else's masters back. So that's kind of um, the way he framed the conversation when he began to tweet. And this obviously is, is centered around him trying to get his masters back. And Kanye, as we know now, because he wants. He doesn't want us to, he wants us to know that he's a billionaire. He has enough money to be able to purchase his master's back. Apparently, he's been going through this battle with uh, Universal Music Group and Sony to get his master's back. And they haven't been um, cooperating for him to be able to do this. And Kanye took to social media to share to the world this information. And he talks about how musicians are slaves to their contracts and how they're designed to keep them working, keep them enslaved, and to keep someone else profiting mainly off of your your being the artist's um, work. And I have a lot of thoughts about this because I've had – a lot of different kind of conversations surrounding this conver- surrounding this topic specifically. Um, I've had conversations surrounding the topic outside of whatever Kanye is going about going on about and I've had conversations um surrounding this topic including the social media rant that Kanye's on. And it's 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 all so interesting to me because um, Kanye has a label on Universal Music Group. And I'm pretty sure those contracts are set up in a way that he owns the masters of his artists. And I think that it's really interesting that he would go out of his way to talk about how someone won't give him his masters back. If artists on his own label don't have access to their masters. So it's very hypocritical and it shows that his mind isn't necessarily with the people. It's he just wants to get the um, he wants to get our sympathy. I'll start there. Um, But the reality is that he isn't saying anything wrong. People have been getting fucked over in the music industry for decades. Um, I don't think that we can watch one black music documentary that deals with an artist that hasn't that wasn't being cheated out of the, a ton of money. And at the very least in the beginning of their career, um, Aaliyah, TLC, um uh I'm slipping, my mind is slipping on uh um uh new edition and uh NWA so on and so forth. You know um it's just it's it's insane, you know. But I think that it's important to it definitely is important to have this conversation of owning, of ownership. Um I bring it up so often Because I want to drill in that key point that you have to own what you create because when you own what you create, you can do whatever you want with it. You can set whatever price you want to sell it at and you can make as much money as you possibly can off of it. It just requires for you to put in the money that you want to see back. And a lot of people aren't willing to do this. They're willing to create something and sell it to someone else, and see them profit off of it, and get upset that they aren't making more based off of the fact that it was worth more than they sold it for. But that's why I drill that in over and over again. Um, Getting back to the point of Kanye, it is frustrating that we have to endure someone like him being the voice of reason in the music industry for people to get the right message and the right idea about how to get to a point of power within their relationship with their major label or how to get out of their relationship with their major label um I would rather not I would rather it not be him because of because of his erratic behavior and this is not to just dismiss Kanye altogether. Um, that's not my intention with this segment. It just bothers me a lot that it bothers me a lot. Um, what bothers me a lot is the way he went about this whole conversation, because even though it's bringing awareness to the shady dealings that are going on, it ultimately is a selfish act. And, um, that has to be acknowledged because, um it's not right it's not right and even though we have to stand together as a people i wholeheartedly believe that and we can't um we can't completely vilify everyone within our community and some issues have to be within stay within our community um it has to be said that kanye is on An extremely long leash that of his own doing. Um it's a billion dollar leash, but it's a leash nonetheless. You have built this incredible empire of fat and with from fashion and music, and you telling me that you don't make money off of every single music piece of music you create, or there's people in the music industry that still can profit off of your music and tell you what they're doing with your music. And, um, the thing about him and him posting his contract on social media, I don't have any issue with that. I don't have any issue with him calling out any of the executives that he called out. Um, the Jay Z puff piece was, um, taken out of context and blown out of proportion. Um, but there are a lot of other things that are problematic about the way he went about sharing that information. Uh, he is just, it just doesn't look, and I don't want f- to focus too much on the optics of how it lo- makes black people look or, uh but one thing that he said, because I watched his interview with Nick Cannon on the Cannons podcast and he was talking about how uh, people use his, his mental instability as a way to discredit him, even though he's created this billion dollar empire. And I wanted to connect with him on that because not because I have any type of mental health issue, but because because someone who has mental health issues was able to generate a billion dollars in their lifetime which is an amazing feat um and also means that there are people who are completely stable who can i mean not completely stable excuse me there are people who have mental health issues who can exceed and excel that that's what that proves to to me within this society but kanye is framing it in a way that um he it, because he has excelled so much in his career that his mental health isn't an issue. And that is where I kind of like draw the line and where I disagree with the way he goes about presenting the information that he tries to present because it's in a way that isn't healthy, it's in a way that isn't um in a way that is 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 appreciated. Or um, even understood completely, but regardless of that, um, I can't I can't let that take away from anything that he said because what he said was the truth. Um, people need to know about the types of contracts that they're set, um, signing when they get into the music industry. They need to know about the different types of contracts that are available for them to negotiate at the signing of their contracts and people need to know that businesses and big large corporations are out to take everything that they possibly can from you it just sucks that it took somebody who knew this for decades and looked the other way to come out and tell us tell the world this now that he wants to have everything his way and that's where That's where I'll leave that. And um, I'll wrap up the episode right here. So as always, guys, send topics, questions, music and movie suggestions. Follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on Instagram at versus Mike History. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And one more thing. I probably shouldn't have left this for the end of the podcast, but it is what it is. If you're here, check it out. And if you're not here, then you're gonna see anyway. Because I'm gonna announce it. I'm a, I'm gonna announce it with the release of this episode. Um I have an interview dropping this Wednesday at 7 a.m. with Kyle Chillin. Uh, it's already recorded and uploaded up on the dsps it just has not been dropped yet please look forward to that and i'll be looking forward to talking to you guys next week peace